For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Go. Welcome back to the Der Show. Before we get to the topic of the day, the appointment by Merrick Garland of a special counsel in a manner that I believe was illegal. I want to talk about, uh, before we get to the topic of the day, I want to talk about the, the most interesting artificial intelligence Freudian slip in recent years. Okay. What do I mean by an artificial intelligence Freudian slip? The website of the uh, district attorney of Fulton County published the details of the indictment that apparently hasn't even been voted on by the grand jury. It, it, it's, it's a Freudian slip because, of course, the artificial intelligence knows more than we know. They know that the indictment is a foregone conclusion. As long as the prosecutor wants to indict, the grand jury is going to indict. The grand jury is just 23 chairs or however many there are in Georgia that are moved around by the prosecutor. The grand jurors don't make decisions. Uh, they would indict a ham sandwich, and they do indict ham sandwiches as long as the name Trump's on them. So uh, the machine, the artificial intelligence, knew more than the people and told us in advance before the jury actually heard all the evidence. There was an indictment, and it charged a RICO, and it charged uh, this, and it charged fraud, and it charged forgery, and it charged all the things that we know he's going to be charged with. Whether or not the grand jury actually voted on it, the machine knew. The artificial intelligence knew. It foresaw the future. But it was a Freudian slip because everybody knows, anybody knows anything about the legal system. If a prosecutor wants you to be indicted, you're going to get indicted. So that's what happened. We'll get back to that once the indictment becomes formal. I want to spend the rest of the time today on a very strange development. So let me start by putting my prejudices on the table. I have always liked Merrick Garland. I thought he was a good judge when he was in the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals. Big recollections of him as a student at Harvard uh, Law School, had a good record, excellent, excellent background, was a good prosecutor, very good judge. And uh, then he got appointed to be on the United States Supreme Court. I supported that appointment. I thought it was a good one. And the Republicans in the Senate refused to even give him the hearing, uh, claiming some lame excuse. Oh, it's within a year of the election. Um, it was like oh, 10 months before the election. The year of the election. And we can't allow a president to nominate the Supreme Court just so close to the election. It was always a phony excuse. And it was proved to be a phony excuse when just weeks before a subsequent election, um, President Trump appointed uh, Amy Coney Barrett to the Supreme Court just weeks before the election. Nobody raised a fuss about that one. And they confirmed her uh, quickly and speedily just before the election. And indeed, 
Trump used that as part of his election campaign to try to get elected president. Look, I appointed conservatives to the to the Supreme Court. So it, it's it's a, it's a lot of, of nonsense. Um, uh, so I supported Merrick Garland. I liked him. I've been very disappointed in him as attorney general. And my disappointment hit the low point um, on Friday when he got on television and announced that he was a appointing the existing counsel who was investigating Hunter Biden, um, a guy named David Weiss, who was the U.S. attorney in Delaware. He was now elevating him to the special status under the regulations of special counsel. There's only one problem. Here's what the regulations say. This is paragraph 600.3, entitled Qualifications of the Special Counsel. And these are not just just suggestions. It's not like the 10 suggestions. These are the commandments. This is a commandment. These qualifications include the following, and I quote, the special counsel shall be, shall, not may, not should, shall be collect, selected from outside the United States government. Well, the one thing we know about David Weiss is that he's inside the United States government. He's the U.S. attorney for the District of uh, Delaware, the tiny, tiny state of Delaware, the home of the Bidens. And although he was uh, appointed um, by Trump, he was appointed with the support of the two Democratic senators. So it's a mixed appointment, but that's not the point. The point is that there is a clear regulation. It's not ambiguous. Now, Garland will probably say, well, but you know, I didn't really appoint him under those regulations. I, I appointed him because I have the inherent power to appoint special counsel. But I use the regulations to tell him what his power is. That is turning sharp corners. We expect more of the attorney general of the United States. It was Oliver Wendell Holmes who 103 years ago in an opinion said, we expect the citizens of the United States to turn square corners when dealing with the government, that's true. Justice, uh, a recent justice of the Supreme Court, I'm trying to remember who it was, uh, Gorsuch, uh, recently said, quoting that Holmes opinion, well, you know, if we expect citizens to turn square corners when dealing with the government, we surely should expect government officials to turn square corners, not sharp corners, when they're dealing with citizens of the United States. And that's absolutely true. In this, in this case, Garland did not turn a square corner. He turned a sharp corner. A square corner would be, here's what the regulation says. I'm appointing him. I'm going to comply with the regulations. His power comes from the regulations. And I'm going to make sure that every I is dotted and every T is is crossed because I'm the Attorney General of the United States. No one's above the law. And no one is above not only the letter of the law if you're the Attorney General, but the but the spirit of the law. Now, you know, you can argue that maybe he was just skirting the regulations, stretching the regulations. Maybe it wasn't purely illegal. We expect more of the Attorney General of the United States, and I expect more from Merrick Garland. Some of you on the right will say, well, why are you expecting so much of Merrick Garland? Look at what he's done. He has weaponized the Justice Department against Donald Trump. And there's some truth to that. But I still expected more. I expected also he'd be smarter than this. It's dumb 
to start a process of formal investigation under the special counsel rules by violating the special counsel regulations. It makes no sense to do that. It sends the wrong message. It sends the message that the ends justify uh, the means. And the means here just don't seem to be proper. And there are good reasons why we want special counsel to operate from outside the government, not inside the government. We want them to be independent of this administration. We want them to be people who don't owe their appointment to this administration or who can't be fired by this administration. And although Weiss wasn't appointed by this administration, he can be fired by the snap of a finger if President Biden wants him to be fired. Now, he can't be fired as special counsel, but he can be fired as the U.S. attorney for for Delaware. Another reason why he shouldn't have been appointed is he's the one who made the deal, which many people regard as a sweetheart deal. Uh, and it is a sweetheart deal if it didn't involve extensive investigations of Burisma and, and, and China and all of that. If it just involved an investigation of taxes and the gun charge, it was a sweetheart deal. Um, if it involved just those charges, well, that seemed like it was probably an appropriate deal, but it's supposed to have covered everything, not just the taxes and guns, but every possible violation that occurred. And since he's now the special counsel, he's going to be inclined, whether consciously or unconsciously, to justify that deal, the deal that the judge rejected. I predicted, you remember on this show, I was the only one, I think, who predicted that the judge was not going to accept this deal. CNN got it all wrong, but you know, they always do. That's a, a low barrier, low threshold to say, oh, my God, CNN. Um, they always get it wrong because their so-called experts aren't experts. They're opinion people who are just giving predictions based on what they want to happen, not what they actually happen. One of these days, I'd love to see them do a show where they show the predictions and then they show what actually happened. It would be an interesting show because they were always wrong. I don't remember a single important prediction that they got that they got right. Um, and they always are, are rooting for one side rather than the other. I'm not as aware of MSNBC, but I suspect that it's probably true there as well. The reason I, my predictions are right, and I think it was um, uh, uh, Mark Levin who called me the Nostradamus of the legal profession because I got my opinions, my predictions right. Not because I'm smarter than the CNN people. Um, it's because I don't allow my personal preferences to influence my predictions. I predict things I don't want to happen. I don't predict to create self-fulfilling prophecies. I predict to educate my listeners and viewers. And if I'm going to educate them, I better get it right. So I've gotten it right. Um, in my book, Get Trump, I uh, um, predicted that uh, all of these indictments would occur. And they did occur. Just just go and read my book if you can find it. You're not going to find it in bookstores. You can find it only on um, Amazon, where it was number one among uh, nonfiction bestsellers. And it's still very high in, in sales, number one on, in a number of categories still today. But you can't get it in local bookstores or book fairs um, because they ban it. Uh, you can get it only if you go online and uh, get it from Amazon or from one of the others that sell books online. So in that book, I predicted all four of these indictments, and I hereby predict that on three of them, there'll be convictions. 
a New York jury is going to convict unless the judge throws it out. Um, uh, Fulton County, Georgia jury is probably going to convict unless the judge throws it out. And um, um, a Washington, D.C. jury is going to convict unless the judge throws it out. But in all, Florida may be a hung jury. I don't know. But uh, in all of those cases, I think an appellate court probably should reverse the conviction, depending on what instructions are given by the judge and, uh, and what evidentiary rulings are made. But in general, I don't think these four indictments involving hundreds of counts, I mean, many of them are multiple, multiple counts. And if you were convicted on all of them, he could probably serve the next two or 300 years in prison. It's not going to happen. But he probably will be convicted on three of the four uh, indictments in three of the four places that were overwhelmingly anti-Trump in the, in the last election. So those are my, my predictions. But I want to get back to, to Garland. And I just wonder why he did it. Um, why do you start out what's supposed to be a fair investigation? I'm talking about starting it out with the special counsel. It was already on, ongoing for five years and they came up with very little. Um, but why do you start this new guy by a violation of the regulations? It just doesn't make any sense when you're going after the son of the president and maybe even the president. I, don't, I haven't seen the evidence, but there have been allegations. Uh, you cross every T and dot every I. You don't, you don't skirt the law. You don't turn sharp corners. You do it right. You don't give anybody the ability to say this was unfair. Right now, everything about this case is unfair. The appointment is illegal. The jurisdiction is, is questionable. Uh, the, the cases where there have been indictments um, take place in jurisdictions which have unfair jury pools and judges who seem, uh, particularly the judge in Washington, D.C., very, very biased. I mean, she actually made a statement. It's in an opinion, so it probably can't be used to recuse her. But she disputed any comparison between the protests to the 2000 election and the protests that took place after the George Floyd killing. She just favored the protests for the George Floyd killing and didn't favor the, favor the protests in, in, in January 6th. The George Floyd protests were violent and, and, and took lives and, and took limbs and took, um, and took uh, property and, and closed down government buildings and, made it unsafe to walk the streets. There's no justification for, for those riots. Uh, you could just as well call them uh, riots and insurrections as you could January 6th. But she, but she made a ruling, no, there's no comparison. And she's other th said other things which make it clear that, sure, if I was the defendant, I would not want to be in front of her. She, the law firm she worked for, Poison uh, Schiller, was the most conflicted law firm I've ever seen in my life. And in my view, um, one of the most corrupt. Um, and uh, so uh, we'll, we'll wait and see what the outcome of these trials are. But, you know, when you're going after the president, former president of the United States, the man who wants to be the future president, the man who has uh, the highest poll numbers, against the incumbent, you have to be Caesar's wife. You have to lean over backwards. You have to make sure that everything is proper. You have to make sure that the prosecution is warranted. 
my friend and colleague, Jack Goldsmith at the Harvard Law School, uh, wrote a piece in the Times, it's very interesting, in which he said, look, there may be some basis for technically for legal prosecutions of Donald Trump, but the, the prosecution shouldn't have been brought. You don't interfere with an ongoing election unless the case is as strong as any case has ever been. And these are not these are not strong cases. I mean, starting with the New York case, which is so, so, so weak. Um, and so, you know, every day on the show from now on, I, I'm going to give out bananas um, to see how close we come to a banana republic. We're not there. Uh, I think up to now I've given two bananas. I think this appointment by Garland uh, of... Uh, an insider, a man who had already made a sweetheart deal, a man whose sweetheart deal was blown apart by the judge, appointing him in violation of the regulations, I think it gets our country a third banana. I hope it never gets beyond five, but I think we're at three at this point, and I, it, it pains me. We're not a banana republic, and, 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 and Washington and Jefferson and Adams and Madison didn't want us to be a banana uh, republic. Although uh, there are things about our early days. I just bought uh, at an auction the original book that accused Alexander Hamilton of having an adulterous affair with a woman whose husband had sent her to him to seduce him in order to extort him. But boy, when I go back and, and read some of these accusations and see who was involved in it, uh, James Monroe was involved in it. Thomas Jefferson was involved in it. Uh, Aaron Burr represented the woman in her uh, in her divorce. Uh, one of these days, somebody would make a great movie out of the first scandal in American history. I mean, there 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 are tidbits of it in the in the musical Hamilton, but the reality is so much more interesting than the fictional accounts that have been made and the people who are involved. Um, but it wasn't the government that that did it. It was individuals uh, who did it. So, you know, as sleazy as Jefferson was back in the day when he hired or really uh, encouraged a man named Callender uh, to be his media hitman uh, and to get as much damaging information as he could uh, on uh, Hamilton, also on Adams and, and others, eh, pretty sleazy stuff. I mean, National Enquirer stuff. But um, but uh, today is worse because today it's the government. It's the government that's earning bananas. It's the government that's doing things uh, that uh, no government official should do. No government official should appoint the man to investigate the president's son whose appointment is not permitted under the relevant regulations. He can make all the excuses he wants. Well, I didn't appoint him under that statute. I just, you know, all the things, you know, maybe, maybe he has a technical defense, but sure as heck, it's not the way an attorney general who has constantly said no one is above the law, no one, including the attorney general. And the law seems clear that you cannot appoint a man as special counsel who was under the government. Now he's going to say, I didn't appoint him a special counsel. I heard the press conference. You appointed him a special counsel. What you're going to say is, but I didn't appoint him under section 600.3. I appointed him under my inherent powers. But then you gave him the power under section 600 and 
you know, it's just not the way I expect our attorney general to act. And, and it's not the way I expect the district attorney of um, uh, Fulton County to act, to allow a website to, to, to leak the upcoming indictment and then pull it down quickly without explanation. I mean, even on the appointment, you know, when I saw Garland make his announcement on Friday, I knew about this regulation. So I, I, I surely expected he would say, by the way, you can notice that his appointment doesn't comply with the regulation because he's not from outside the government. He's inside the government. Let me explain. But he didn't do that. He just let it slip by. That was deceptive in my mind. And I think Congress now not only has the power, it has the responsibility under a system of checks and balances to definitely, definitely look into this and to summon Garland and to say, here, here's the regulation. Read it. Read it. The special counsel shall be selected from outside the United States government. You understand that, right? Yeah. You understand what it means outside the United States government? Yes. You understand, don't you, that David Weiss worked for you. He was the U.S. attorney of Delaware. He was not outside the government. Would you like to explain to the American public why you chose to ignore Section 600.3 of the regulations? Well, I didn't really appoint him under that. All right, let him make a fool of himself by trying to wiggle out of that, but don't let him off the hook. And so I'm hoping that Congress will actually summon Garland, summon uh, Weiss, ask them about the earlier confusion when Garland said he had complete authority to go outside of Delaware to um, Washington, D.C. and to uh, uh, California. Uh, and, 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 and Weiss seemed to have said to some people, no, I was really restricted to uh, Delaware. Let's clarify that, too. And, and what did he investigate? Did he look into Burisma? Did he look into why Hunter Biden was paid so much money uh, to be a consultant. You know, I mentioned before, I think I had a case some years ago, one of my first cases, it involves the teleprompter corporation. Remember that company? It's that used to have teleprompters, but it was also a cable TV company. And my client, I came in only on the appeal. I wasn't at the trial. My client was convicted of having paid a bribe to get a cable franchise in Johnstown, Pennsylvania, I think it was. It's a long time ago. It's 50 years ago. So my memory is being stretched. And the government couldn't prove that he ever, the mayor actually ever received a penny. But his son, who was not qualified to be a public relations expert, was hired by teleprompter or people on his behalf to be a public relations expert and the son was paid money more than he should have been paid based on his expertise. Does that sound familiar? Should we be asking hard questions about the money that Hunter Biden was paid? Now, yeah, he's a Yale Law School graduate. I'm a Yale Law School graduate. So, you know, generally, Yale Law School graduates are pretty smart. And he worked for uh, for uh, Boys and Schiller. I won't hold that necessarily against him, but um, but Boys and Schiller at the time was representing Burisma, is my recollection, and also 
maybe him. I don't know. That sounds to me like a conflict of interest. So Congress has the responsibility to check and balance the executive branch. And this is a perfect time to uh, flex muscles, use that power and get to the bottom of what actually happened. Okay, we got some letters. Let's see what people are saying today. They're saying, I'm so happy to see you do this. The cancellation experience, me being canceled by the book fair previously, by the library, by the Hebrew Center, et cetera. Uh, the cancellation experience you endured made me sad, but mostly horrified. It's astonishing to see people who were standard bearers of civil liberty just caved in a hulking mass to the sanctimonious lowbrows. I don't agree with you. I think these are the sanctimonious lowbrows. They didn't cave into them. The people on Martha's Vineyard who canceled me uh, either are too dumb to understand the difference between representing somebody and supporting them, or they're pretending they're too dumb, and they're just making this argument to uh, make sure nobody ever, ever defends anybody they don't they don't like, but, uh, you know, it's a tragedy and uh, a tragedy more about them than me. Love your program. In these times of information suppression, your program is a refuge for facts and the laws. Thank you. Um, okay. I'm fascinated that a regular guy like me, hey, I'm a regular guy too. I like regular guys. I was brought up in Brooklyn. I'm fascinated that a regular guy like me can watch videos from you. I'm amazed and thrilled that you take the time from your busy life to share and educate us. Look at me. I'm leaving this comment with you. Wow, thanks. Hey, hey, think better of yourself. Yeah, you're an ordinary guy. Remember what, what Jefferson once said, put a tough philosophical problem to a plowman or a professor, and you're likely to get a better answer from the plowman. So if, if you're the plowman and I'm the professor, um, I very much admire uh, your um, willingness to watch my show and to add your comments to the comments of other people. Okay. I pray that you will remain safe and healthy. Turning 85, so, so far, good luck. Uh, your reason, neutral, and fair analysis is rare and valuable. It runs counter to the prevailing emotional hyperpartisan narratives that has swallowed our nation and appears to have led half of us to believe that the ends justify the means half. I think it's much more than that. Um, even at the expense of once sacred constitutional values like freedom of speech. I play that America will survive this dark time led back to reason by individuals like you and like you, like you. I mean, I admire my, my viewers. I'm getting, by the way, many, many more intelligent and thoughtful letters than I previously get. I'm still getting the nonsense about, uh, you know, Epstein and the accusations and all of that, which obviously have now been withdrawn. Uh, any, any lawsuit against me has been withdrawn. But um, nonetheless, people still insist on harping on that. But mostly I'm getting uh, much more intelligent letters, and I appreciate that. How come they don't show the Trump trial on TV live? Well, they probably will show the trials in Fulton County, because that's a state um, court, and maybe New York live on TV. At the moment, they won't show the trials in Washington, D.C. and uh, Florida live because those are federal trials. Now, there's no law prohibiting the showing of federal trials on TV. Indeed, the Supreme Court itself, in the argument uh, leading to the overruling of Roe versus Wade, and in other cases, allowed um, audio, live audio, I think with 30-second 
delay or something like that to make sure a president doesn't, uh, a justice doesn't say or do anything inappropriate. Uh, we're not supposed to protect our justices or our, our members of Congress. Everything should be on television. So I think it's a mistake not to put these trials on television, but nobody wants them. Trump doesn't want them on television and the government doesn't want them on television. They shouldn't really matter. What should matter is what the First Amendment and the American public want. And I think they want public trials. And a public trial means as public as the current media permits it to be. And that means televising it without interrupting or disrupting the trial itself. So I'm hoping that still the trials um, of Donald Trump will be on television. Okay. Now, here's a typical one. I mean, just an out and out lie that people believe is true. You realize this is Selim Serm. You realize that Biden personally asked the DOJ to arrest Trump, right? No, it's wrong. He never did. But this goes further. Remember, you realize that Biden personally asked DOJ to arrest Trump, right? Yeah. The video of this happening is now available to the public. All right. I hereby offer you $1,000. I can either send you $1,000 worth of bananas or $1,000 in cash. If you can show me a videotape of uh, Joe Biden personally asking the Department of Justice to arrest Trump. I mean, there are vague statements about how important it is to pursue the law, but you're just not going to find that. So please, when you send me letters, just ask yourself, is it true? And if it's not true, I'm going to expose it. Whichever side it's on, I'm going to expose it as false. Okay, here's a good question. What happens if Trump is prevented from running and, you know, there are efforts to prevent him from running. There was, I wrote an article yesterday in, in a magazine called Compact, um, in which um, I talk about how some Democrats are trying to prevent Trump from running under, the, uh, under Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, which says uh, you can be precluded from running if you were involved in insurrection, rebellion, or gave aid and comfort to such. Um, I don't believe that could happen under the Constitution, but many people think it can. So what happens if Trump is prevented from running and the polls show him way ahead of Biden on Election Day and Biden wins? Claims of stolen election will be legitimate then. Not only that, but, you know, I think people will be furious and upset they will have been denied their right to elect the president. And the Constitution doesn't give the right to elect president to judges or jurors or prosecutors or political operatives. It gives them to the people of the United States through the Electoral College. So I hope we don't come to that. But if we do, it will be a constitutional crisis. So I talk about constitutional crises and I talk about the Constitution and I talk about how uh, what's going on today uh, earns bananas uh, toward turning us from a republic, if we can keep it, in the words of Benjamin Franklin, to a banana republic. See you tomorrow. Very quick thinking Reuters News Service spotted it. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, 
ClickGranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.